0: Welcome to another edition of our Thursday night class. We are now in parashat Ha'alotecha. Our Parasha begins with the compensation that God gave Aharon. What does it mean that he got compensated? In last week's parasha, we read about the Nisi'im that brought the inaugural sacrifices, the 12 Nisi'im, the Torah actually goes through all 12. Shevet Levi, which is the Shevet of Aharon, was not represented. Aharon felt that he lost that on the zechut. Why shouldn't he be represented to serve? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, don't worry, you're going to have uh, a good, a good uh, a consolation. And that's going to be, you're going to be in charge of the Menorah. And that's where our parasha begins the Torah says, "By the the speak to Aharon, Amarta that he has to make the Nerot rise up, to see what that means, facing the Menorah, the seven lights will be bright. And then the pasuk says, when Aharon when uh, Aharon did it, El mul peneha menorah facing the menorah he neroteha he lifted up the nerot the lights kasher siva Adonai et Moshe like a kolosh siva et Moshe. There's a Rashi over here that the darshanim loves to talk about, and being that I'm a darshan, uh, I will follow the custom of saying darashot on this Rashi. It's uh, one that we talk about every year, and every year we try to add a few different understandings. It says in the Pasuk, aharon. God told him to do it, and he did it. So, by the way, that's extra. You have to tell me that he did it. Rashi calls from the midrash, Lehagid aharon, shina. The praise is given to Aharon. Shina. What does it mean? He didn't deviate. And the question is, Harun's going to deviate? If Hashem tells him to do something, he's going to do it. Is it a praise that he followed the instructions? If somebody's walking by a, a, a bank and he doesn't steal, he doesn't rob the bank, Do we say, oh, oh, he didn't rob the bank. He didn't rob the bank. You're what you're supposed to do. You know? It's not a praise. Normally, we praise somebody that does something beyond, something special. But here, Harun, who's a Sadiq, of course he's going to acquiesce to whatever Hashem tells him. However, he we delight him in that. This is the question that we ask: What does Rashi mean over here? So we're going to go in order. Before we jump off the page, on the page itself, we have the Ramban. The Ramban reminds us of a halakha that we recently learned in Dafayomi on Massechit Yoma Daf Khafei. Over there, the Gemara told us that Hadlakata Menora bezar that you do not need a kohen to light the menorah. It can even be done by a non-kohen, even by a stranger, even by a Zab. What do you need a kohen to do? A kohen is there to clean the menorah. Like it says uh, uh, that Aaron is the metiv, he's the one that prepares the menorah, cleans it out and sets up the, the wicks. So, Aaron technically did not have to light the menorah. The Mishnah Chochmas says only this time he was obligated to do it because this was the chenuch. The first time the menorah is lit, it has to be inaugurated by the kohen. In this case, the kohen gadol. But after that, Aaron does not have to light the menorah anymore. All his job is to make sure that it's prepared for the zar or for a kohen Idiot to light. So the Ramban's lashon shehu haya hamadlik otan kol yamav. The Hidush of Aharon was, he lit the menorah his whole life. Even though he doesn't have to light it, his children can do it. As it says, He took the mitzvah because it's a great mitzvah to light the menorah, and therefore he was zealous to light the menorah because he says there's many sodot in it. And therefore, he says, When they're talking about the menorah, Bori Olam says, who's gonna prepare the menorah? Ya'aruch oto aharon. Only Aaron has to prepare it, ya'aruch. But he doesn't have to light it. But the Raman says, he did it anyway. So based on this, we can explain what that she means, that even though he didn't have to light the Menorah after the inaugural lighting, Loshina, he didn't deviate, which means he kept Nefni Tadim and he lit them in Menorah every single day, like the Ramban says, LeDvar Elyon Desod That's that's one answer. I saw a Kli The card by the way, just if we're putting everything in order, says the same Lashon as the Ramban, where he says, meaning only has to prepare it, He saw a lot of Kiddusha in this Mitzvah, he saw a lot of in this Mitzvah, after all, if you remember the menorah, Moshe Rabbeinu was struggling to make the menorah, it was difficult. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the menorah himself. So the Aaron felt a lot of Kiddushah in this menorah that was fashioned by God himself, therefore he accepted upon himself his whole life to like the menorah. <laughs> that would be one explanation. I'd like to say yet another explanation that I saw from one of the rabbis, Mendel. <clears throat> he says that the tzaddikim, when they do the mitzvot, they have tremendous kavana when they do the mitzvah, but they don't like to show their kavana outwardly. Some people, you see, when they pray the Amidah, they shake back and forth, they go to all the sides. <clears throat> so you see they're up to something. But a lot of times, the tzaddikim, they like to remain nistar. They like to remain hidden. When you look at them, you say, ah, oh, this guy, is a regular guy. Meanwhile, his mind, he's having the kabanot, and he's doing all sorts of things. But they keep themselves beseter. Yosef beseter, elyon. The one that's beseter, that's hidden, elyon. He's the one that's high. But that's a, that's a knack that the tzaddikim tried to do. So you have a doubt, says Bimei Rahim Mendel, that was having kabanot. But when you saw him like the menorah, he looked like everybody else. He didn't change, which means he didn't wear his kavanot. He didn't see anything. You didn't say, oh, look at this, he must be having, you know, dancing and jumping and all that. I look like a regular Sunday going up, like you like the menorah on Hanukkah. What was he thinking? That was the gadutah. He didn't change outwardly the emotion when he me, although, inwardly, of course, he had tremendous kavarot. There was a great rabbi called Iir, Mipar, He has a different explanation. I'll add to the explanation, the way he says it. He says like this, You remember when we learned the Berachot in Parashat Kitavo? The Pasuk says, it says, and the berakot will come to you and they will reach you. So the mefashim ask, what does it mean, what does it mean, it will reach you? So I, I saw the Bali Musar, they explain like this. They say that when a person wants a berakha, he's very humble. He's praying to Kadosh Baruch He wants Hashem to give him, uh, you know, Panasa or whatever, Yeshua. And a lot of times, if he gets the Berakha, now he becomes arrogant. Now, like it says in the Pasuk, that he becomes uh, flaunted, he becomes, you know, holy, and now already forgets God. So the Pasuk says the real Berakha is, so what happens now? God says to the Malachim, go give him beracha next year, renewal. The Malachim come back and say, we can't find him. So what if you can't find him? Because he's a different guy. The Berachot changed him. And therefore the real Berachot is that you remain the same. That you don't let the uh, uh, Berachot change you. There's some people that after they become uh, after they become wealthy, they don't talk to their friends anymore. They don't socialize with the people that they had when they were uh, regular. And therefore the Pasuk says, That the Berachot will come they'll find you which when the Malach man- comes to deliver the renewal, you'll know what you look like. You'll be the same guy. You won't change addresses, which means you'll be the same person. Aron Akuhin now is being upgraded. Mori Ulam gives him the covenant position. You're in charge of the Minunah, which is a big thing. Aron is going to be the one that inaugurates the Minunah for the first time. And it's something that only he's going to do and nobody else. So Hashem Shalom don't think that after Aron received this promotion that it changed him. Don't think that he became Hazel Shalom Ba'al Ga'ava. Says Par Mishlan, the praise of Shelosh Shina, which means he didn't change. He remained just as humble before the promotion and after the promotion. He was the same, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the same Sadiq. However, I saw another explanation in the Sefer, She'irit Menachem. The Sherit Menachem says that we know the menorah represents Talmud Torah. The Gemara says that if a person wants to become a Tabid Hakam, when he prays the Amida, he should face south. Why? Because the menorah used to be in the south. All the Torah comes from the, from the menorah. And the lights that come out of the, nisham, out of the menorah, the Mikubalim, right? Representing the Shemot of Klai Yisrael, and therefore, Aharon uh, a when he's lighting the Menorah, he's involved in lifting up the souls of Klai Yisrael. He's elevating the souls of Klai Yisrael, which was Aharon's job. Aharon is, like it says in the Mishnah Berakevod, "Ohev Shalom Berodev Shalom, Ohev the Beriot Torah." So, in his lighting the Menorah, besides the physical light, his job was to elevate the Ner. When are the beneficiaries, the neshama are also elevated. So I saw beautiful explanation that he says. He says, when a person is involved in education, the most important thing in education is that you practice what you preach. A lot of times the student or the child sees hypocrisy. The parent says one thing, but he acts in a different way. And uh, the parent says to the child, do as I say, not as I do. And the child says, no, 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 that doesn't work like that, which means Hu haya Omer? like my Rabbi used to say in the Pirkei Avot, in the Hu haya Omer? it introduces many of the Mishleot, Hu haya Omer." so the Rabbi would read it like this, Hu haya. first he was and then Omer, before you be in Omer you have to internalize the Musad yourself, and if you're, if you're a Hu haya, you don't even have to be an Omer, the actions speak louder than the words, like it says in the Mishnah like we said once by Har Sinai, the Pasuk says, What does that mean by Har Sinai? That by Har Sinai, God's teaching us how to teach Torah. It's not enough to hear the kolot. You have to see the kolot. Which means you have to have a teacher or a, a parent that will model the proper behavior. Sometimes you just hear the kolot, but you see something else. So there's a disparity between the Tashimah and the Tashazer. Therefore it says, You have to see the Kolot in action. And therefore Aharon, he gets this job in order to teach Klai through the menorah, to lift up Klai But they say Aaron was a good teacher. That's why everybody loved him. Why? Because they saw consistency. What does it mean, Loshina? He didn't have two messages. He didn't say one thing and act in a different way. He had a consistency. And therefore, God said, the consistent teacher, you could be the one that's in charge of the menorah. You're in charge of the education department. The education department comes from the menorah. All the Torah of Israel comes from the menorah. You need a teacher that's going to practice what he preaches. Which means, he wasn't two-faced. He didn't have... One uh, standard of what he said, then another standard of what he did. It was consistent. Somebody's consistent. God says you can like the menorah. You're the one that's going to bring the Torah to Christ. Oh, that's coming from upstairs. Okay, fine. Huh? I saw another explanation that's brought down by one of the Sefarim, which is a beautiful explanation. The Menorah had seven lights. The Mikubalim say that each one of these lights represent another midah. There's seven midot. Chesed, Gevurah, Tiferet, Nesach, Hod, Yesod, Malchut. I don't know what those things mean exactly, but there's seven filters that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings the Shefa down into the world. And each menorah, each light of the menorah corresponds to another one of the seven Saddiqim. Hesed is connected to Abraham. Giburah is connected to Tiferet is connected, Yaakov. Netzach, for example, is connected moshe. That's why that's the middle. The middle Nera Mahabi we call it was connected moshe. And then you have what? The fifth candle is connected hod, which is Aaron. And then you have Yesod, which is Yosef. And Melchut, which is David, those are the seven Sadekim that are represented in the menorah. Interestingly enough, all the lights of the menorah have to actually face the center because the center represents Moshe. But David Moshe. That's the uh, the inyan of Moshe, and that's the inyan of the Torah. They all have to center because Moshe Rabbeinu was the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe ki Torah misinai. So if, if the fifth menorah represents Torah. All the other lights have to be facing towards the center one, which is Moshe. Fine. The problem is. Aharon has to have kavanah when he lights. The first one, Abraham. Mechaven. Abraham, When he gets to the second one, it's Yevura. He has to mechaven. He's a deep Kabbalistic kavanot. The problem is now, when he's going to get to the fifth candle, that's Keneged Aaron. So he has to mechaven. Aharon, which is him, is the Midah Hod, which is a tremendous Midah. He's the representative of that Midah. So somebody might have thought that it might bring him to G'ava. There was a great rabbi called the Chavot HaLevavot. Chavot HaLevavot says, this is a very hard midah, but he says, a person has to reach the midah that's called hishtavut. What is hishtavut? Hishtavut means that you are on an equilibrium and nothing changes your equilibrium. If they praise you, you're the same. If they humiliate you, you're the same. To you, there's no difference between somebody embarrassing you and disparaging you or giving you praises. It doesn't affect you. That means if you go to the Sadiq who has this inyan of and you tell him all sorts of uh, uh, praises and you take his pulse, doesn't it doesn't affect him. Or you tell him all sorts of disparaging words, you take his pulse at the time, it doesn't affect him. It means he reached a level where he's equal. It doesn't, doesn't buy his shavit. There was one great rabbi he was reading the Ketubah at the wedding. And it was his daughter that was getting married. And the rabbi that wrote the Ketubah, they write about this rabbi, A, rab at tzaddik, a hasid, a kadosh, a tahor. And the rabbi is reading the Ketubah about himself. And he's reading the Ketubah aloud. Blah, blah, blah. And then he says, And the father of the kalah at tzaddik, a rabah, tahor. He's reading it just as loud. And they said, you saw the way he read it. It didn't affect him. Which means he's reading it with the same. He could read the praises of himself what they wrote about him, but it has no it has no effect on it. So the Torah is coming to say when Aharon lit the Menorah, and now he had to lit the fifth candle, and the fifth candle is Keneged Aharon. So you might have thought maybe Aharon, <laughs> it didn't affect him. He had midat that even when he lit his own Men, which is Keneged, himself it had no effect Of you took his pulse when he lit the one before and you lit when he lit his it was all the same which we, he was able to remove himself from the from the kabod of course that's a very high level of anava, that these things have no uh no effect on a person every person reaches a level of total equilibrium <clears throat> that's the inyan of the mida of ishtabut there's another explanation these two explanations i saw from the great uh, the great Sadiq uh, Rabbi Nisim Peretz, alav was a great mekubal in Ben Ebrach. Alav he passed away, but he was a tremendous, tremendous mekubal. So he says like this: What does it mean, Lagid Loshina? So he writes that once the Torah is given. The Torah is given as is. It's not for us to make any changes to the Torah. <clears throat> Even if you think that your change is going to enhance it, it's not going to enhance it. say, Exactly. When you add to the Torah, you're actually subtracting from the Torah. The Torah is 613 mitzvot. It's like a code, 613. If you do 612, the luggage won't open. If you do 614, it won't open either. The code has to be 613 as it is, and each mitzvah can only be done as prescribed by the Torah. But if a person thinks he's smarter than Torah, means he's smarter than his own doctor, so therefore he's going to add it to the medicine, and the alina is only going to get hurt. So he says, as an example, the pasuk says, Lo tasun iti, What is the pasuk telling us? You're not allowed to make avodah zarah. Lo iti. Do not make for me a god of silver and a god of of a god of gold. He said, even if you're making the gold for me, for iti, for me, meaning the Torah comes along and says that when you go into the Kodesh Kodeshim, you have to make gold cherubs. You have to make gold cherubs. Two gold cherubs on top of the Kodesh Kodeshim. It's an unbelievable thing. It's very deep. We don't understand how that can serve. Normally, when you make a, a, a an image made out of gold, it's, it's against the law. But Hashem says, no, in the Kodesh Kodashim, you make these two uh, images, and that's considered the, the service. So now a guy comes along and says, I want to make three of them. So the person says, no ta'asun iti, even if you're doing it to serve me. Or the person comes along and says, we don't have gold. I want to make them out of silver. The Allah says, you not to make the Kiruvim out of silver. If you don't have gold, you don't make the Kiruvim. So therefore, the said, You want to do it for me? Why? It wasn't sanctioned. Anytime a person does a bezbah, he's got to do it as prescribed. Oh, now we come to the menorah. Aaron is told by God, you're going to light the menorah, and each one of these cups, you're going to put a half a log of shaman in it every night. That was the amount of oil uh, that they put, a half a log including the middle candle, also a half but there's going to be a miracle. That half is going to last until the morning, which was a miracle that happened in the first Nera Mikdash the would last until the morning. They would light the menorah from that, that candle, even though it had the same amount of oil. So logically said impossible. I could have the same amount of oil and it's going to last until the morning. Furthermore, God tells Aaron, you must put a step stool in front of the menorah. And you have to walk up the steps in order to light the menorah. Aaron was told. He didn't, need a, he didn't need a step stool. So one might have thought, he said, that Aaron could have said, listen, the step stool, not for me. I'm told. Get rid of the step stool. And he might have come along to say, you know what? I better add a little extra more oil into Nadam Arabi, because that's the one that has to stay for the morning. <laughs> He didn't deviate, even though he didn't need the steps to. And even though he didn't understand how he could have put the same amount of oil, he didn't add even one drop more in the Nidab Arabi, and he didn't do anything different, even if he didn't understand or the reason did not apply. That's also the way, incidentally, the Malbim explains it. He didn't change from the amount of oil that he added into the Nehra. Into the but then Reb Sim explains it yet a different way. He says, and I'm reading it in the Pesukim, he says like this. What does this mean? How do you learn the Pesuk? Simply, il mul menorah So he says, the way I would learn it, il means the front of the menorah as opposed to the back. That means you have the menorah here. The back of the menorah was facing the Kodesh kodashim so when you're lighting it, you want to light it that it lights up towards the front and not towards the back of the menorah, why? Because if you're gonna light it towards the back of the menorah, it looks like you're trying to give light to the Kodesh Kodashim. and God says, I don't need your light. The purpose of the menorah was not for illuminating purposes. God is called Orosh and Olam. When we were in the desert for 40 years, but Olam was able to bring the light down to bring illumination to the dark desert. So therefore, don't think you should light it towards the back, light lighted towards you, towards the towards the front where the people are standing. God says, I don't need your light. So therefore, the simple explanation is, do it in the front and not to the back. Unless she has a different explanation. He learns it. means the middle ner, the other three ner on each side should be tilted towards the center. So if you ever see the way the little menorah, you had again, the middle there and then the ones on the sides were towards the middle. So it was almost like a, like a triangle that it, it went up straight to the middle. However, he brings from the Mikubalin, <laughs> <he> said, <laughs> the Gemara Ta'li writes that just like there's Yerushalayim there's Yerushalayim there's Jerusalem in heaven. There's a Jerusalem above, and there's a of in heaven, and there's a Mizbeach in heaven, and there's Mikael, the Kohen Gadol in heaven, and there's a Menorah in heaven as well. And therefore, he brings down that the goal of Aharon was that when he lights the Menorah, he has to have so much kavanah that the lights of the Menorah of Yerushalayim, Shalma'ala, will come down into the Menorah, which means that takes tremendous amount of kavanah that he's not just going through the technical acts of lighting the menorah on earth. He needs to somehow connect it to the menorah in order to bring the, the orot or, or down. So that's the way he explains the Pasuk over here. When you're lighting the menorah on earth, elmul pene ha-menorah, ha-menorah. What's ha-menorah? Li-menorah, menorah ha menorah whats ha menorah The menorah menorah nerot That means you have to try to do it in such a way with the menorah the menorah that's in the shamayim will be able to be activated through your lighting as well. Oh, so that was Aaron was able to do such a thing? was able to do it. he was able to do it. he just like God commanded him. He did not deviate, which means he was able to accomplish the two menorot. He made a connection between Yerushalayim Shilmala and Yerushalayim Shilmata. No, she not. There was no difference between the two menorot. He was able to make a, a, a connection between the two. So that's yet another explanation. So that's so far about botai, uh, seven interpretations. But I uh, said that's once, correct. how many have there, uh, Toman? I have seven. Eight. You have eight. Okay. Seven A, seven B. Okay. Seven A, seven B. No problem. So now we'll go. we we'll call it eight. He's counting the Ramban and the clear card is two, uh, but the clear card and the Ramban is actually one. Okay. This interpretation, we said, oh. This is what we said in the previous years. All the uh, that said they can bring it down. The way I explain it is like this: When a Kadosh Baruch Hu created the world, after every item He created, the pasuk says, What does mean? And it was, and it was so. What I am giving is approval on that item. The only time where it does not say "Vehichen." is after God said, Or, let there be light. It does not say, Mahichin. what happened? God created the light, and then immediately, or after 36 hours, took it back. Why did he take it back? Because this light, it wasn't a physical light. This was a spiritual light. And it says, whoever can see this light, can see from one end of the world to the other end. And he's also able to have tremendous, tremendous uh, revelation. God saw that the Rishaim are going to abuse it. And they're going to use it for their sinister plans. So they up, took the light and he took it back and he hid it. It's called Or HaGanus. Or HaGanus. Therefore, God could not say, but he because it wasn't Ken. It was a temporary item. It was taken back. All the other items that God created on the planet are still here today. But the to Or, it was, it was retracted. It became Or HaGanus and it's placed in the box. That's why David Amalek says in Tehillim, in the second chapter, lo chen har What does it mean lo chen? Which is the re they go against the chen. Instead of the Torah saying, by, by the or, lo chen har sha'im. They, they didn't get there. Because of the sha'im, there's no chen in the Torah. The chen the cannot be written because God was worried that the Rishaim are going to abuse the light. Lo chen har sha'im. So what happened? God told Aharon, Aharon, listen, you have a big job over here. I want to bring the organus back down. But I have to bring it down through the menorah. The menorah represents the Torah. The Baal Shem Tov said that today the organus is in the Talmud. It's in the Gemara. That whenever you open up the Gemara or the Mishnah, if you study it correctly, you're able to have organus. And the more you study it, the more you'll see the world in a different way. So therefore, and where does that organus emanate from? From the menorah. So Aaron had a big job I' had to bring from the organus that was waiting from Ma'abas me and God said the world is going to be completed by you Aaron when you like this window, or not, let's see if you can accomplish it mm-hmm. so the pursue comes along and says that what what did Aaron do he did Ken. he was able to bring the Ken down for 2,000 years it doesn't say by he Everything was by except the Or. Once Aaron lit the menorah, what the says, Ah, by Ken, or Ken Aharon. he was able to mean the Ken. The She'aim is looking. Ken Aharon. So the she comes along and says, What does it mean? He did not deviate from what God wanted to do in She'ish Dimemasev in the She'it. God wanted to bring the light down, but he had to. God had to change because of the She'aim. So Aaron was able to bring the organus back down. He did not change from the Ratzon of the that wanted to be establishing this light on the earth from the beginning. So that's yet another explanation that's focusing on the word Ken. The Ken that she's saying, he brought back the the Gilui of the Or Through the menorah, which is the Torah, and now from the menorah, it goes into the, the Torah. Absolutely, fine. There is a, another explanation based on two hazals. And I'd like to say uh, a perush on these, uh, these hazals. There's a Midrash <clears throat> The Midrash is like this, Ben Zoma Omer, Matzino Pasuk Kolel Yoter. Ben Zoma says, I found the most all-encompassing Pasuk in the whole Torah. They asked them, the most important Pasuk that includes everything. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Menokinu, Hashem han Ben Nanas Omer. Came ben Nanas. And he said, no, I found even a Pasuk that's even more Kolel, that's more inclusive. Love your neighbor. I find even one that's even more inclusive. And what is that? Bring the Korban Tamid in the morning and bring it in the afternoon. He said to me, that's the most important Pasuk in the Torah. I guess it was a rabbi called the Peloni. He stood on his legs. The halakha follows Ben pazi. Question here is obvious. Number one, why is this pasuk so important? And what does it mean? What does the Medellin have to tell me? You want to tell halakha kiben pazi? Okay, I don't know what the halakha is over here. They're just giving me pasukim. But okay, halakha. What does it mean? He had to stand up on his legs? Why is that important to ha- how we made the halakha? And if he was sitting, it changes it? So we want to explain this Midrash as follows. Of course, the first rabbi was saying the most important, Pasuk Shema very important. The second rabbi said, yes, but what about Ben Adam Nachavirov, you can't deny that. Half of the Luchot is Ben Adam said, yes. But the third rabbi came along and said that the most important thing is what? Consistency. Etakeh besehat which means all these things are very good, but if a guy one day says Shema, one day doesn't say Shema. So he's inconsistent. One guy, one day he's good to his friend, the other day he cheats his friend. So therefore he's hot and cold, stopping all traffic. He's inconsistent. So therefore he says all these things are valuable, but only when they're like the the When they have the element of what? When the person has a momentum, when the person doesn't fall in, fall out, one day goes to Minyan, one day he stays home, one day he's careful, one day he's not careful. says, so, no, the main item is... However, however, there's a negative against doing things bit midut. What happens? When you do things bit midut in regularity, what happens is you lose the excitement from it. Because it becomes, like we said, regular, becomes ordinary. Which is the problem. Uh, you become a creature of habit. And when things become habitual, they become, they, they lose their luster. They lose their excitement. Now it becomes robotic. A person comes to shul every day, puts his on like a robot, right? he doesn't even know what he did. Sometimes the person comes out of the bathroom, a minute later he says, did I say, he doesn't even know if he said it. How can you not know? Because he, he does it in his sleep. He does it sleepwalking. So therefore the mitzvot become what the Nabi referred to as mitzvot anashim Milumada which means it's doing out of rote or routine. So therefore, it's true consistency isn't a key. But it's like the hakamim say, be it's a good piece of meat, but there's a, there's a thorn in it. What's the thorn? The regularity causes you to be to do the mitzvot in a, in, a, in a mechanical way without being excited. So therefore, it's true. The most important in yan is what? However, I explain like this. When the rabbi was saying halakhah pazi, what does it say? Ahmad reploni al naglav. Raglav could mean, oh, he was being benamez, raglav shon regilut. Which is, by the way, in the English they call it regularity, which is regilut, raglav. Which is, he was saying, Ahmad al naglav. He was saying, yes, that's important. Halakhah keben pazi. But as long as you omit al naglav, as long as you stand on the regularity of it, that you don't let the the, the consistency of it caused you to become uh, become, become robotic. And he says this is very important. the in the in the morning, in the afternoon, virtually five days a year, but you have to be Omed You can't let the regilut come along and hold you back. Then halakha is like ben pazi. Or if that's the case, I saw brought down another midrash, and I like to explain it in the same way. It says, Hayab Adam Metaher at Atzma'ur A person has to Metaher uh-huh. himself under the regil, which means what? Before a halach, you have to go to the mikveh, like we do. Shne Emad, and the Gemara quotes the Midrash quotes a pasuk. Ubniblatam, lo tigalu. Niblatam means you're not allowed to touch something. That's what. And Nivela, Nivela is a dead carcass. So I saw brought down from the Mefarchim. What does it mean? So he writes here in the in the meshiloah. This is a symbol called Mehashiloah. He says, It's lifeless. If a person does a mitzvah without joy, without excitement, without zirizut, it's like a nevelah. It doesn't have any life. Therefore, the pasuk is coming to say, no don't do the mitzvot like a nevelah. It does not have a youth. Stay away from that type of mitzvot. Stay away from the mitzvot that are done when you're sleepwalking. No so I explained the beginning of that. The Mesh doesn't say this. I'm airing this. Hayab adam atzmo which is you have to mitahir yourself from the regilut, barregel. It's coming to tell you you have to train yourself to pure yourself from the regularity of doing the mitzvot. Because we're doing it so often, but that regal becomes a, a, a claim against us, becomes a liability. Hayav adam Asmot from the regal. How? Don't do the mitzvot like a nevelah that's lifeless. If that's the case, the Meshiloah says, we learned from the Ramban that said what? Aharon said I'm lighting the menorah every day. No, I don't have to. Remember we learned? Loshina. He didn't deviate. He let them in every day. He didn't have to let it every day. But he said, such a mitzvah that has such sodot. <laughs> I'm not giving this up over here. Loshina. But what? Normally, when you do something every day, by the time you do it after many, many times, all of a sudden, it's not the same excitement. Everybody knows the day you put on your Tiffany for your bummets for even not the bummets. when you get a new pair of Tiffany. Even when you get a new pay, you upgrade. After oh, so the first couple of the days, you have kavanot. But after a while, you go back to your old ways. And you get a new sidur, a new talit. It's a freshness, but then it wears off. And therefore the pasuk is coming to say, Maya He lit the menorah every single day. means he didn't deviate. Or, or we could say it even a different way. He didn't repeat He didn't repeat, which means every single day that he lit was a new lighting. He didn't It wasn't the same. Do over here. Do it again. Play it again. Sam. No shina, He didn't repeat it, which is every day was with a new kabana, with a new excitement, with a new hadush, with a new hitachut. He didn't repeat it. It was done with a with a with a with a new. The new vigor. So therefore, mm-hmm. That might be yet another explanation. As he says, the Rav Meshi on our coach's words, Shelo It wasn't like something where you just repeat. like, like the first time. To when you looked at him, you always said it's the first time he's like the menorah. It didn't look like he ever lit it before. So it looked like Loshina. It looked like he never did this before. It looked like always oh, it, it was the the first time that he lit the menorah, which is obviously a high, high level. Hence, Nagit Another explanation of Botei, I saw brought down in one of the sefarim, called the Ismach Moshe. Actually, this is the Hanukkah Torah, The Hanukkah Torah. He says that there's a Gemara in Megillah. The Gemara Megillah is discussing, if it is, when you go up to the Torah on a Monday or a Thursday, you have to read 10 pesukim. So each ole has to read a minimum of three pesukim. One of the oleim is going to read four. The question of the Gemara is which one of the olim reads the four Pesukim? So the Gemara actually comes along and says, The Gemara proves that each one, if he wants to read the four, is Meshubah. So the Gemara says, and how do you know that Msa'i is Meshubach? Gemara says, because you see from the menorah that the middle layer Ma'arabi is the main one in the menorah. It's the, it's the fourth uh, middle left Three on the side, three on the outside. So you see Msa'i Meshubach. So the Gemara says, and how do you know shon is Meshubach? Mishon is Meshubach, you know from where? The Kohen. The the, is, is the, is the main uh, is the main guy. Oh, so now over here... Aharon is coming to light in the menorah, So it says, meaning is the Shon of the Hanukkah the Torah. He writes, Meine Aharonaya Kohen. The Gabe Kohen, I mean, the Hudishon, the Koldavar. Ken Sublim, da Hadishon, who Meshubah. Must Rishon is the Meshubach, The Zechavanat, the She, the Hagin, Shebah, Hosher, Aaron, Sheloshina. The Because to light everything towards the name of Sa'i is basically saying that he's the Kohen, he's not Rishon, he's not the Meshubach. He went even against his own priority to be the first Meshubach and he went towards the center one. Kohen usually is first. No, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice my My position of being first Meshubach like the Gemara says. And go, like God said, and therefore, he himself, who was the first, is the, queen, the No, it's, I go with the middle. And therefore, he let the menorah towards that center. That's, of course, derash. There's another explanation that I saw brought out in the Sepharim. The Gemara in Shabbat of Amazing of the Gemara. And if a person does a mitzvah, he does a mitzvah like it's supposed to be done. So the Gemara said there's a big sibua on that. They will not tell you bad news. You will not get. Mesolana'a. The Gemara goes even further. That even if a Kadosh Baruchu Shalom decrees a bad decree, which means that Sadiq is able to be, Mesolana'a. is able to, to undo it. So there was a rabbi called the Igra Kalla. The Graqallah said the following. The Graqallah writes that whenever God makes a decree, there's two types of Sadiqim. One Sadiq is able to undo the decree after the decree comes down to the world. But there's a higher Sadiq that's able to tell God even before the decree comes down that what? Look in. He tells God, I don't want you to bring it. And he's able to stop it from the, from the inception. He quotes a pasuk in Devarim. The pasuk in Devarim is peric uh, uh, yudchet pasuk. These goyim, they follow their witchcraft, they follow the stars, they follow their magic. But you don't have to do that. Ve'ata God gave the sadiq the ability to tell God, natan God gives the sadiq the ability to say to Hashem, don't do it. in the ability to say, no. Oh, so the question is, Aharon obviously was a sadiq, And when he lit the menorah, that's a, he did a mitzvah. So the greatness of Aharon is, when the pasuk says, v'ya asken Aharon, so that she says, what's the which means he didn't have to change the decree. He was able to stop the decree even before it came down. He was able to tell Kadush Hu before the decree came, which is a much higher level. Shelo One Sadiq has to change the decree. The decree comes down, as what he has to tell Hu no over here gonna have to change his mind. Already he, he vetoed it and blocked it even from before it's coming down. That's the way the explains. Beautiful. And that's how he explains the Gemara. Shomer lo davar ra. That's the tzaddik that lo doesn't even come down. And then the second tzaddik is gozer So Aaron was on the higher level. That what even before it came down, he didn't have to change. The Orach Yimah Kadosh over here, which I didn't mention, but he does have a a piece to Orach Yimah Kadosh in explaining this uh, midrash. He says the following: Orach Yimah Kadosh leodiyah shivachosh which means, Aaron has this job over here. When a person has a prestigious position, so the question is what's motivating him. So therefore, a lot of people are motivated to do the son of Hashem, but also there's kavod. Because you're doing something nobody else can do. So the Uraham Kadus says, he did not mix his intentions. His intentions were pure which means net. No other kabanot, no kavod, no glory, no prestige, no honor. It was a, a pure. Mitzvan that we would say, that's the Shem Achoa baharon. Another explanation that I saw is brought down from the Mikubalim. The Mikubalim say the Mikubalim say that there was a big kabbana in the lighting of the menorah. Moshe Rabbinu Alabashalom, his Nishama came from heaven. Moshe Rashettevot, Moshe Shet Heaven. That's the uh, journey of the Nishama of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Shet Heaven. Moshe. He came from heaven. That's why. When they lit the menorah. It says the flame is called Shalhevet. Shalhevet, Arizal says is Otiyot Shet Heaven, which means Shalhevet, It's these two, uh, these two, uh, these two Shemot Shalhevet, Shet Heaven. So Moshe is represented in the menorah. Aharon it says also had the mitzots of Kayin. the good of Kain was in Aharon. So interesting just like Cain and Abel, the two brothers, Moshe and Aaron, the two brothers, and they came to make the Tikkun. That's why it's called the seven sticks of the Menorah are called what? Zayin Kineh Menorah, that is it's Kinez Otiot Cain. So therefore you have the Inyan of Cain and you have the Inyan of heaven. Now when Aaron's lighting the Menorah, what goes higher? The Kineh Menorah or the hevet which represents that Hevel is obviously greater than Kayin, which represents that Moshe is greater than Aaron. Even though the Torah says that the equal who Moshe, Moshe. But we know that in Madrigot of therefore Moshe was on a high level and especially according to the Gilgun, Hevel is greater than Kayin. And therefore the Pasuk says, By Aaron causing the Shalhevet to rise up, that's a confession that Moshe is greater than him, says the great rabbis. You know how difficult it is to save yourself from ken'ah, to come along and save yourself from jealousy, especially when you have great personalities. They compare themselves to each other and have a, a, a certain rivalry amongst themselves. And here Aaron came along he says with a pure heart, which means his heart did not have any tinge of jealousy. Because, what's that basically saying? That the Shalhevit is greater than the kid, that heaven is better than Kayan. And then with the his heart did not have any tinge of ah Not only did he uh, 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 see the Shalhevit, he caused the Shalhevit to go up. He put the heaven ke'ilu ke'b'yachon over, over k'ayim. Oh. But the last explanation, the last explanation that I saw, I saw Brodaw Feroi Wolfson in the Sempit Emunot itecha. He brings down a nice explanation. he says, when did Aharon <coughs> receive all uh, the mitzvah to light the menorah? Well, seemingly he received it at the time that they inaugurated the Mishkan, on the of Nisan. However, from what we read today, it seems that he didn't get the lighting of the menorah <laughs> until the 13th of Nisan. Because if you remember, after the 12 Nisim brought the Korbanot, Aharon felt bad that he wasn't represented, and God said, okay, you're going to get the menorah. So make up your mind, did he light from the beginning, or did he light after God compensated him on the 13th of Nisan? So the rab brings proof that initially he lit the menorah on the chodesh Nisan. But then after the Nisiim, then God told Moshe, go tell Aharon the secrets of the lighting of the menorah. Go tell him now all the deep before that, he was lighting it upi Apshat. Now, after he was lighting upi, so this so not like the Ramban's language was that he wanted to light the menorah nizdariz b'metzvakeh. Menorah zot haromezel le'davar elyon v'sot nisgab. And Rabbi Wolfson proves it from the pesukim because the pesuk says daber el Aharon ve'amarta elav. What's the double language? Daber ve'amarta. He says, the go first explain him, and then Now go tell him all the secrets. So all of a sudden something happened. On the 13th of Nisan, Aaron now got an upgrade in the Kabanot. So you would have thought that when he lit the menorah on the 13th, you're going to see a change in his, uh, in, his, in his lighting, because now he's doing it, he knows, he knows much more. But the greatness of Aaron was that the main motivator is what? There was no difference the way he lit it the first 13 days. He did it after because to the Tzaddik, the main thing is to do it because Hashem said, the fact that he knows more understanding, ultimately the Tzaddik wants to be motivated because it's the sivui. So therefore, all the knowledge, like it says in the Gemara, Adam ubehima toshi Hashem. The Gemara says, Those are the Tzadikim, they have a lot of wisdom. But they make themselves, and they have no wisdom. When it comes to the mitzvah, they do it. Just because God said, and the explanation, I'll tell you why. Because once you add your sechel to the mitzvah, you limit it. You limit it now. That's it. You now constricted the mitzvah to your sechel. So that Sadiq, even though he knows he prepares before the mitzvah. but at the time of the mitzvah, he wants to do it open mind, so Hashem could just take the kabana to an unlimited place. So therefore the Hadusha of the pursue saySlo Shina between the first 13 days and after the 13. Now although I told you it's the last explanation, consider now a bonus that I saw on the way here from the Se Hamuddettsvi. And then we'll review all of them quickly. He said, beautiful. You gotta have Torah, but without money, without somebody to support it, you can't have Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu was well aware of that when he blessed the tribes and he said, Semach zebulun besetecha He connected Yisachar and Zibulun. He said, Zibulun, you go out and make money. Why? So Yisachar can stay in the tent and study Torah. He linked them together. And he put Zibulun before Yisachar to come and teach you that the supporter in a certain degree is either equal or even deserves more capital because he's facilitating those that study Torah. As a matter of fact, we see in the first Mishnah, in Masechet and Zibachim, where the Mishnah talks about a great rabbi called Shimon. And the Mishnah refers to him as Shimon Ahi Azariah, the brother of Azariah. Usually we say the son of so and so. Now we're saying Shimon, the brother of Azariah. So the Gemara says Azariah supported him. And therefore, when we talk about Shimon, we refer to him, oh, that's Azariah's brother because he was the financial support that allows him on to study. We learned in Dafiomi recently in Pesachim, the Gemara quoted the Pasuket Kohelet, Ki chokhma, that where you in heaven, in the place where you're going to see scholarship, you're going to see money. What does it mean? The scholars that are in heaven are going to be next to the supporters. They're going to be in the same place in Gan as he says, "Sheskarah mahazikim et haoskim b'torah shavel sheskarah oskim b'torah baatzma." I once saw. I once saw about Rav Chaim Belajan. It might even be his yotzay today, Rav Chaim Yeah, is it? Yesterday. Yesterday. The today the Harav Rav Chaim He once had a supporter that supported the Belajan Yeshiva. I'm the hardest guy, he came once to support the Belajan Yeshiva. Fine. And he gave big money to the Yeshiva, and he passed away. After he passed away, Michael Belajan was sitting reading Mishnayot, and he got to a very difficult Mishnah, very hard Mishnah, I couldn't understand it. He went to sleep that night, the Amaris comes to him in a dream, and he explains to him the entire Mishnah Beautiful explanation. So the next day came to the yeshiva and told everybody what happened. He said, I'm not shocked. He just but I said, can't believe it happened so fast. I said, what do you mean, Rabbi? He says, this man supported the yeshiva. And of course, the Gemara says, besela ulma, besela they're going to put him with the Akhamim. Now, is that a reward to put an Amaris with the hakamim? You're not going to know what they're talking about. So it says that part of the reward is they're going to give him brains to understand what the hakamim were talking about. Is look at this. He already understands the Mishnah better than me. I didn't realize it could happen so fast. There's ever so much wisdom they can explain. The Amaris who supported the Yeshiva ended up explaining to him the Mishnah. And therefore, the Hamudeh uh, Tzvi says as follows. He says, if you look at the Menorah, the menorah had seven sticks. The seven sticks represent the seven books of the Torah. I know you think that there's five books in the Torah, but actually there's seven for this week's perashah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In this perashah, there's one perashah that's separate. It's its own book. So therefore, the book of Bamidbar, is considered one book until that perashah, then that perashah, and then from that perashah to the end. So Bamidbar is three books. And then you have Bereshit so there's seven books and they say that the seven represent the seven books of the Torah the light is the so therefore it's coming out of the Torah that's the lights that are coming out oraita oraita is melashon or always whenever we refer to a Torah, it's light, which is the menorah, which is the lights of the menorah. But the lights of the menorah have to have a base. That's the menorah itself. The base, which is the menorah, represents the supporters of the Torah. And therefore, God told Aharon, when you light the menorah, you have to see to it there's going to be for the future generations, that bond and that connection between the Nerot and the Menorah itself, the supporters and the learners. And the more supporters they're going to be, that's more Torah, and that's what the Pasuk says. When God tells them to light like the Menorah, menorah. <laughs> The Allah the Nerot is going to depend on the menorah. They're going to be facing the menorah. They're going to be looking to the supporters. The more money that they get, the more rabbis can study in the yeshiva, the more teachers they can hire to teach the children. And therefore, Aaron had a big job. It's not just lighting the menorah like you think. Was it lighting the menorah? No. When he was lighting this menorah, he had to create this connection between Yusakhar and Zebulun, between the menorah and the Nerot. So comes along and says, When he lit it, he made Kabana. That the Nerot are going to be uh, uh, based, and uh, the foundation is going to be the Menorah. And he goes further and says, <coughs> That's why Akadosh said the Menorah must be made of one piece, not to separate the Issachar from the Zebudun. If it would be made, normally how you make a menorah? Two pieces. You put the base on the menorah, it's separate. No. Just like when they had the aron, and you had the badim in the aron, and the Torah says, Lo the badim represented the poles that carry the aron. That's also the supporters. Torah says, Lo you're not allowed to take the poles out. Similarly, the menorah's meksha, it's one piece to show you that in they're not going to separate the base, which is the menorah, to the nerot. Oh, at that point over there, we want to know that our succeed in creating that concept that Torah will have support throughout the ages. So that she comes on and says, <laughs> The great Shelo Shina, Shina. Sheloshina has two interpretations. He didn't deviate from the Kavada that she said to him, but more importantly, shina, he did not separate the Yitzhakar from the Zebulun. Lo they're all the same. That means he was able to establish it that just like Yitzhakar is going to get Olam Abba for his studying of Torah, so too the Zebulun, the one that supports it. Lo there's no difference. He was able to create that bond. Atid the Sadiq Sadiq The Mishnah says at the end of the Mishnayot, Atid al Kadosh Baruch The God's going to give each Sadiq with Sadiq shay Olamot, three hundred and ten Olamot. The Rabbis ask, what does it mean, the hold What do you mean, the just say Atid Shani yes. Emma, Lanheel, Havai, Yesh. Yesh is shy, which is 310. So why 310? Because we know there's 620 mitzvot, 613 mitzvot, and 7 mitzvot, Rabbanan. Okay, so 620, half the 620 is what? 310. Why are you splitting it? I want full full value. No. And called Sadiq mit Sadiq. Sadiq mit Sadiq is referring to what? The one that learned? and the one that's supported, they're going to split everything equally. They're called Sadiq with Sadiq. That's the Issachar, and that's the, the Zibudun. They're going to have an equal part. That means they're going to divide the 620 together. And between them, there's going to be a complete. That means the Zibudun does not get shortchanged. Now, that does not mean the Zibudun is exempt from learning. We know he's not, but he doesn't have the ability to learn the same amount of hours. Therefore, when you invest in the support of and that's the sword of the Menorah Aharon, who loved the people. Aaron was the Who's the Beriot? The malibati And what was Aaron's Bidah? Um Torah. He brought them closer to the Torah. How did he bring them closer to the Torah? By supporting Or having the Beriot. What did he do to show he loves the Beriot? He says, I love you. Give me money so I can support the Ohemidah the Um Karevanah Torah. And where did he establish that feeling? When well, he looked at the Menorah. His goal was to lift up the Torah, but what? By giving chizuk to the Pnei menorah, which is the foundation, he succeeded. He created an unbreaking, a, a, a connection, an equal connection between the supporter and the and the melamed. That being said, the botai, go back very quickly now. The beginning of where we started today, Shi'ur. We started today, Shirur, and said that like the Rabban said quickly. What? He didn't have to light the menorah every day; he only had to clean it. That he lit the menorah every single day, according to the according to the explanation that we saw. Uh, I'll, I'll go out of order because the way I wrote it over here. In both menorah, he was able to bring the menorah shilma'la menorah, and bring it down over here. And that's supposed to be. He made no difference between the upper worlds and the lower worlds. Another explanation we saw was he didn't add to the mitzvah. He didn't deviate by adding more oil or taking away. He did the mitzvah exactly the way he was commanded. He didn't change. When he lit the fifth candle, was connected to Haron. He had midatishtavut. He did not come along and feel great that he's the midav. Hoard. Look at me. There was no difference when he lit the menorah. The light of Aharon or the light of Avram. it was all the same. Furthermore, he was able to control his outside emotion. And even though he was lighting it, you didn't know that he's having all these kavanot. Furthermore, it didn't change him. Loshina didn't make him haughty. He was the same humble man, even though he got the promotion. Furthermore, he was lighting the menorah which the minra is Talmud Torah. Why did he get the job? Because he was the best teacher, Aharon. Lo shina, he didn't have one message and then another action. He was consistent. Furthermore, we said, Hayab adam asmo that a person has to train himself not to fall into regularity. He has to be alive when he does the minra that even though I don't let the minra every single day, lo shina, he did not repeat it. It was not a repeat where it becomes boring. It was like the first time. Furthermore, when Aaron lit the menorah, he brought down the can of that was not in Bereshit. The organus, that God did not say But Ya He did against what the rishaim lo ken and therefore he did not deviate from God's will. God wanted the organus to come down, and he brought it down. Furthermore, when Aaron lit the menorah, he did a mitzvah kima amara. He was able to break the Gezerot even before they came down. He didn't have to change the Gezerot. He was able to blow it out of the heavens even before it came down. But Haim Kadosh said, he didn't do it for Kavod. He did it solely for the Mizvah. Furthermore, when he lit the menorah, heaven went above Kayin. The Kineh menorah is the lower part. is Even though he didn't have no jealousy. Shina didn't bother him that he will be higher, which is Moshe is higher than him. Furthermore, we said that even after all the kabanot that he got on the 13th day, it didn't change him, which is he lit the menorah with the same excitement. That means you shouldn't think the first 13 days when he was lighting it up, that he didn't have a, 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 a No, oh, You couldn't tell the difference, which means Aaron's main motivation was what? To light it for the tzivui. And finally, Hamudetzbi said, Aaron had a tremendous job to connect the Yisakha to the Zibulun, to connect the Menorah to the Nerot. did not disconnect them; he did not change from them, and they would have the same reward. reward. Now look at this, Rabotani. This you see over here is one Rashi. <laughs> look how much Torah, and these are only thirteen or fourteen or fifteen different ways to learn one Perushin Rashi, and there's. Many, many, anybody that wrote a Sefer has already something to say on this Rashi. But for us, the main lesson is, look how deep Rashi HaKadosh is. In the small amount of words over here, all the achamim are grappling. And guess what? they all emit. We should be zokhe, To learn the lessons of these peshati. To learn the practical lessons that we can draw. Aaron was in a jealous man. Aaron... Was consistent. Aaron didn't do the mitzvot. with lackluster, and Aaron understood the yam sub- um, of supporting Torah and all the other lessons that come out. That's what we have to take for our personal understanding. <laughs>